Cape Ann Report, and I'm your host, Maureen Aylward. Our topic is Rockport's transition to pay-as-you-throw. My guests are Jim Gardner, Rockport's DPW Commissioner, one of three, Brian Moore, Transfer Station Manager, and Sharon Kishida, Mass DEP Assistant Coordinator for the Northeast Region. Thank you for being on Cape Ann Report with me. It's good to have you here. Nice to be here. And it's nice to talk about Rockport's transition to pay as you throw. I guess it's been a long time coming. <laughs> well, it has. I, I don't know exactly when Gloucester went to pay as you throw. Was it 20 years ago? Something like um, longer. Actually, longer. early 90s. Early yeah. 90s. Right. And so Gloucester went to pay as you throw quite some time ago, but Rockport has been... I say struggling with the idea of moving in that direction and uh, finally happened this year. So the, for the benefit of our viewers, let's take a look at how Rockport went from a flat fee, which it was it had for a long, long time, and then about 10 years ago or so it moved to a dual system where you had the flat fee and the pay-as-you-throw, and now it's 100% pay-as-you-throw for the last several months. So, Jim, do you want to start with that? And then, please, Sharon and Brian, just jump in. Sure. Well, drawing on sort of ancient history at this point, but I remember shortly after I moved to town and joined the Finance Committee, which probably early 2000s, um, being at a DPW commissioner's meeting and... At the time, there was talk about moving to Paisley Throw. Gloucester had already moved to Paisley Throw at that point. Um, and there were a number of people in the audience who were pressuring the commissioners, you know, when are we going to move to Paisley Throw? And the commissioners were unanimous in saying, yes, we should move to Paisley Throw. But the commissioners at the time were reluctant to make that decision on their own. So what they did was they put it as a referendum on the ballot. Um, but they didn't really provide any information about the benefits. They didn't do any analysis about, um, you know, what people could expect. And they, there's very little education about how it would work. So as you might expect in Rockport, um, you know, there's uh, resistance to change. If you don't know what's coming, you've just soon not seen it. Yeah. That's it. Change so, is hard. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so I think somewhat predictably... Uh, the result of the vote was that the town did not want to move to Paisley Throw. And the commissioners then got cold feet, I think, about moving forward at all with it. And uh, it sort of stayed like that for some time. I think there was more pressure added um, at some point, and then about 10 years ago, the town decided to go to a dual system where you could choose whether you're going to do flat fee or whether you're going to do pay as you throw. Um, and then, you know, a number of people took on pay as you throw, but we still had most people using flat fee. Um, but we've we noticed and were aware that there are a lot of problems, both within the flat fee system and by offering a dual system. In the flat fee system, um, we don't know where the trash is coming from. So you, the idea was you're supposed to have one sticker per household or one sticker per apartment or one sticker per housing unit. But it was really easy for someone to buy a sticker you know, if they owned an inn or they were a landlord somewhere and then put 
take collect everyone's trash and put it on that one sticker. So, Brian, you have a, a story about that. Can I? Uh, several stories. Throw the story actually. in here. I'll try and be careful on how many I share, but um, <laughs> it it did it was problematic. It was very problematic um, with having both the dual systems system. because uh, overall, there's two of us that run the facility, and uh, we do have some part-time help in in the summertime uh, hours. And you can have 80 cars in there at any given point. Uh, and for two people with one in the machine packing the trash or down in the uh, piles of, of uh, compost, um, that leaves one set of eyes to monitor everything. And so what was happening were people who did have a pay-as-you-throw sticker would park at a different location over near the compactors say or the swap shop or the or, or the steel pile and walk their bags over so you couldn't see not whether or not knowing they had sticker. where that person came from what kind of sticker they may have had uh, and then of course uh, so they were paying for that cheaper sticker but not buying the paid for bags so uh, that that was a big flaw so there were issues with this dual system, both with people sort of cheating the system. The, honor, the honesty policy was not in effect in Rockport, apparently. Right. And, uh, <laughs> um, and But also with the amounts of trash that oh, yeah. Rockport was throwing away. What did right. that look like? Well, we were getting, I think when we looked at the amount of trash we were bringing in compared to the number of stickers we were selling, um, we were coming up with numbers that far exceeded what any of the towns surrounding us were doing. Um, you know, we were well over 2,500 pounds per household, whereas um, what is Manchester is 900 pounds per uh, household. Yeah, I think it's Gloucester less is, than 1,000 pounds, right? And Gloucester, I think, is 1,000 pounds per household. And so, so we Rockport were, was... 2,500 pounds? Or more. Right. Or more per person? Yeah. Right. So that's like bells and whistles are going off, right? Uh, There's something right. wrong here? Yeah. Right. We had lots of uh, people who would come in, single individuals would come in with excessive amounts of truckloads per day uh, that there was no way any one of those individuals would generate that much trash unless they were doing... A business on the side or or doing it for others we've we know of people who uh, would buy one sticker and then they would have 11 to 22 units but oh. would just cover they would do all of their trash on so that on a Saturday sticker. on that one sticker truckload after truckload after truckload would come in but on one sticker and uh, we we busted a uh, family from Wakefield that was coming in. Uh, they got a sticker illegally, but they were coming in truckload after truckload after truckload. That's and amazing. they finally, we, we caught up with them. So but, this is how that large amounts of trash were being thrown yeah, away. Yeah, we couldn't generate, we didn't know where it was coming from. And so recently, right, the DPW commissioners voted to go all pay as you throw. Right. Sharon, did you want to say something? Well, actually, I just wanted to uh, go back and just say, remember, 
um, communities like Gloucester and Manchester that they are curbside collected communities, right? And so a resident in those communities get to put out their trash one day a week. Right. Rockport, Stranford Station is open for, right now is open five days a week and as Brian has indicated, you can go in multiple times. So it's, um, it was, it was ripe for abuse. Abuse, yeah. 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 Right. So, so we knew, we kept hearing, the commissioners, you know, we knew that we have an awful lot of trash, an inordinate amount of trash per sticker. We suspected that we were underselling the number of stickers, that not everyone was buying one, which meant that people were doubling or tripling up trash on a single sticker. Um, we had heard from Brian that he was catching people coming in from out of town. Um, and, you know, we knew that even though, you know, we were offering the pay-as-you-throw, that the flat fee was still a problem. And we still had this other problem that Brian mentioned, which was people make it even cheaper on themselves buying the less expensive pay-as-you-throw sticker coming in but not using the pay-as-you-throw bags. So, you know, we knew we had a problem, um, but uh, it being Rockport, you know, you can't just make a decision. You need to, um, you need to back it up, you know, and you need to prove to people that there's a good reason for doing so. So, um, at the time, all three commissioners, myself and Paul Senna and Bruce Reed, were all actually using the flat fee system. And um, I felt as though the Paisley throw would be better, but I knew that if we couldn't show that it was going to be better with the numbers, that it was going to be a tough sell. And so, Sharon, this is where you come in because this is what you do for the state. Right. Could right. you explain what you do and how you helped Rockport? Thank you. So um, I'm a regional uh, solid waste recycling coordinator. I have 39 communities in my district. Um, I live in Rockport. Um, so I'm very familiar with the history of Paisius Row um, in Rockport. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, it's important to note that MassDP considers Paisius Row to be the most cost effective, um, the most effective way to reduce trash. And, um, and that's the goal here. It's really to reduce trash. It's also encourage recycling. But really the goal is to increase or reduce um, waste generation. And uh, Page to Throw has been proven time and time again to do that. And so um, what happened one summer day, uh, Jim approached me on the beach and said, you know, I'd, I'd like to talk to you some more about Page to Throw. I need to be, and the board needs to be convinced that this would be cost effective to move forward on Page to Throw. That was music to my ears, I will say that. And I said, well, this is a great opportunity for the town to apply for technical assistance grant, uh, which they did, which they were awarded, and the uh, the grant involved 80 hours of my time to work with the town to investigate Page to Throw to look and see what would be the impacts um, if the town were to go to Page to Throw. So part of that research was just uh, getting really kind of getting up to speed and getting all of the data from the town. You know, it's really important that baseline information what's your starting point and then to be able to look at starting point like Jim has referred to and then compare it to other similar communities so road we came trip. up yeah road trip was a big mm -hmm. part of that do you want to talk about that yeah well we went to two 
right. Littleton and Acton to see their their uh, facilities. So their transfer station facility. Yeah. City with patients throw. throw. With and throw. I'm going to throw it back to you because you dealing okay. with them individually. Um, so this was great. There, I think there were five or six of us that went down. Um, we started in Acton, went to Littleton. And so, you know, for me, I can talk and sing the praises of Paige throw all day long, but it's, it's oftentimes it doesn't resonate. So to be able to bring um, Brian and Jim and others from the DPW, where they have an opportunity to talk to a DPW director or a transfer station foreman. So the, having a peer-to-peer -peer conversation. And I remember um, when we were at the Littleton transfer station, and I think it was the transfer station foreman that was saying to you, Brian, I was really totally against this, but he said, it has made my life so much easier. It's and true. it's true. That was nice for you it, to hear, I guess. It's right, true, right? and it is true. It is so much easier to monitor with one sticker. Yeah. Everyone's got to have blue bags. It's so much easier to monitor. It's, it's made life yeah. a lot simpler. It's in a blue bag or mm. it's non-compliant. Right. And it's easier for you to enforce. Right. And I think, you know, the as a resident, you see somebody throw a black bag in, you're going to call them out. Yeah. It, it still has some flaws. I mean, the the not in a, a real bad way, but because we know that pay as you throw works ideally curbside because the truck driver has all the power and authority to. If he sees something that doesn't belong, he leaves it with the homeowner. Right. So we don't have that luxury at work at at the transfer facility. We it. It still has its challenges, but it overall, I mean, I know what we're sending out, what we used to, when we had the dual system. Is that okay to talk yeah, about yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, talk the, about the, that. The, the sure. dual system was so difficult, but if you know Rockport, especially in the summertime, when we would open the doors, we would be pedal to the metal all day long, trash, trash, I mean, man, was it busy. Saturdays, we dreaded Saturdays because they were so incredibly busy. It was, it was our biggest day. It, it still is our biggest day of the week. However, we'd get a little bit of a lull with traffic right around the lunch hour, 10 minutes, 20 minutes tops, and then right back till closing time. And it was nonstop. Well, now that we've gone with the blue bag system, all blue bags, we're having these lulls. The, the amount of inflow has slowed down. And we actually have some times during the, the day on Saturday and during the week that it's like, where the heck is everybody? <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it, and I thought, okay, well, maybe it's just a fluke. Maybe it's just a, a one-time but you're seeing this over and over. It's consistent. Wow. It has been consistent since we started up until present day. Wow. It it's it's like becoming the norm, and it's really crazy. We we would send out between on, on a busy Sunday week, we could do two and a half, sometimes three trailers a week. Generally, it was two trailers a week, but we'd be pushing the third one. Um, now that we've gone all pay as you throw. We have so many weeks we're only doing one trailer 
per week That's is sending out. So like one, one and a half trailers. We yeah. do have occasionally a two, but it's yeah. rare. I, I can count them on one hand, the weeks that we've only, that we've done two. Right. So Sharon, what do those numbers look like right now for Rockport? And if Brian is saying the trash has been reduced, what is, right? it is, right? Right, so, so well, it's interesting because it sounds like the volume has gone down by almost 50%. It's crazy. Based yeah. on, on the number of pulls of the transfer trailer. So we're, again, we're only four months into this. It's, it went full page you throw as of June 1st. So we've only got four months data and um, the average of those four months is a 25% reduction. So it doesn't exactly parallel the volume, but that's a significant mm -hmm. improvement. Yeah. It's really terrific. And the, and the recycling great. has gone. The recycling up. has yeah, gone up. Yeah, we used to send out only two. Um, when we did the dual system, we were sending out two compactors per week. And when we switched, and it's all blue bags, we were doing three and four a week. And now I'm seeing a, a change now because it's after Labor Day. The the population is slowly decreasing. People are going back to Florida and back to school and, and their homes. And so things have slowed down uh, a little bit. And um, it's going to be interesting to see what it looks like after a full year, how that yeah. all plays out. So one of the reasons why pay as you throw works so well is that people are taking responsibility for their waste, right? Mm -hmm. And right. the hope is that they will consume less and therefore their waste would be reduced. And I'd like to put that out to the group. And what do you think about that? I mean, is that what we're seeing here? Some behavior change in Rockport? Well, I think we, I think we will see behavior change. In, um, in going to Acton and Littleton and talking to the folks that run those stations, you know, initially what they said, the, the, what they were looking for was something that was fair to everybody. And, you know, when you have some people really abusing the system and other people actually trying to abide by the rules, but ending having to cover the cost of those people who are abusing the system, that's not fair. Right. And that was the main reason that we decided to end the flat fee system in Rockport was because we were, there was no way we could price it in a way to people to make it fair because there was too much abuse in it. Mm -hmm. But... Um, when you talking to the folks that have been that had moved from flat fee to pay as you throw, what we heard from them was they could see a change. So initially, you know, the trash went down right away and recycling went up, but over time, both trash and recycling started to go down because people were starting to look at what they were buying first and then deciding, you know, I know if I buy that. I'm going to have to throw it away. I'm going to have to pay to throw it away, or I'm going to have to take it to the transfer station as recycling. I'm just going to do without that. I'm going to change my buying behavior and just reduce the amount of stuff that I have to take to the transfer station, whether it's trash or recycling. And I think, you know, getting people to adopt that mindset of being accountable for what it is they're buying in the first place, knowing that. It's only going to be with them for a short time, and then it's going on someplace else, right? And taking accountability for the fact that they are creating waste that's going to end up someplace, and trying to reduce that overall, I think, is a, is a really important thing. 
Do you see this in the uh, other towns that you're working with? Um, definitely. I think I think what really, is, as Jim says, it's an equity issue. But I think the other thing that Page Throw does, it puts the homeowner, the generator of the trash, it puts them in control, right? So it, it makes them rethink what they're going to buy um, and, you know, what they're going to reuse, repair, right? Recycle, compost. It really, it really changes the way you look at, at your trash, at what you consume. Absolutely. We had uh, one gentleman um, that also a business owner, and he, he was adamantly opposed to this switchover. And every time he came in, he had nothing but complaints, complaints, complaints. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. It was going to kill his business. It was going to hurt him. It was going to cost him more money. Well, over time, he came back and actually apologized and said it was the best thing that ever happened for him that his family and his business, they calculated out that they've saved 60% on their trash because now they're recycling this, they're doing that, they're, they're doing things different. And it's, it's really cool to see different ones that we know never recycled. Yeah, so Everything you see went in the You trash. know everybody at the trash Everything went in the guy. trash. They never recycled. And now those people, it's funny to see over at the compactors doing recycling. Yeah. Uh, so it's neat. There's some ch lots of changes. So there are so many benefits to this. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. What else haven't we covered with these benefits? Well, well, people can save, well, people can save money. I think that's yeah. been referred to. It's fair. Um, yeah. I think there are benefits to the transfer station because Brian has said, you know, he and Mark, they're two full-time employees and they've got a lot of real estate to cover and one of them has to compact the trash. So um, that means there's only one set of eyes that really is able to look. But now that he's compacting less, yeah. presumably, yeah. right? You're at, able to do yeah. more things. Yeah, and at first there was a lot of resistance, as you well know. Right. And right. Um, we took a lot of hits. You did. You, there was a lot of heat about this. This is yeah. not an easy transition. No. The people, you know, citizens of Rockport were kind of angry that this was happening. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it it's changing. People are accepting it. There, it's it's slowly, it's getting easier. It seems yeah. to be getting easier. There's less resistance. Uh, there's less verbal assault, uh, oh, as Brian. we well know. <laughs> um, but uh, it seems it seems to be calming down. Yeah, and, and yeah. not only is it fair to everyone in the system, but the sticker prices is a source of revenue for the town. Well, is it, not, or is it just pays for? How does that work? So the way there was actually one of the one of the impediments we had to getting this going was when we talked about the fact that there were savings involved. People assumed that somehow the town was going to be pocketing the difference or something, and they were saying, "Well, if you're saving money, we want to see a reduction in the rates." Oh, <laughs> that sort of thing, but. But what really happens, the town is just a flow through. So, you know, we collect in revenue what we think the costs are gonna be to have things taken away. So it's, it's, a, it's a balance. It's a balance. So, so money comes in and money goes out. What we're really talking about in savings are the savings to the individual 
who is going to be paying less because they're throwing away less trash. And they're not covering the trash costs of other people who are abusing the system. That's where the real savings to them comes in. So on top of the savings and the fact that people become more accountable for their own trash, Mm -hmm. another big thing is, as Brian was mentioning, the reduction in traffic at the transfer station the layout of the transfer station is actually pretty dangerous. It is. If you've yeah. been there, you know that yeah. you know people park on one side and then they'll they'll carry their trash across traffic to dump it in, or they might park in, on the trash side and carry their recyclables over across traffic. One of the things we really want to do, the commissioners would really like to do, is to rethink the traffic flow up there. But now that we have just a single system and the traffic is lower now, it'll be much easier to do that and try to think that through. So Mm -hmm. I think that's another benefit to it. Yeah, safety is key. Mm -hmm. It's safer. wondering about uh, how many car crashes happen at the transfer station. You'd be surprised (laughs) it's not as great as you think. There's lots of close calls, I'll give it that. But you could count on one hand the amount of accidents over a year. It's time. So there's going to be some new signage at the transfer station. Is that mostly around helping people to understand what's being thrown away for recycling? Or is there going to be signage that helps them to understand that they're making a difference for the town, both environmentally and in the reduction for trash to save money? Well, the visual aid is going to be key. We've had a few uh, individuals who've actually asked for that because uh, you know we do have some lists on the compactors indicating what's not acceptable and even a big bright green sign that says no plastic bags right at the opening of the container the bags still go in well now that and plastic bags have been banned in Rockport single-use plastic bags right is that what you're talking about? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. There, well, there's yeah. just so many things that are are not acceptable that it, it's become right. a problem. So the signage will make it clearer for folks. Yes, that that'll help tremendously. It's actually yes. going to be the, the, at least the initial sign is going to be a visual of what is recyclable and what should not be going in there. And the thing about plastic bags and film what happens when it goes to these recycling uh, processing facilities, it wraps around these star screens. And it's very problematic um, for, the, for the material recovery facilities, the MRFs, because they have to actually stop the machinery. Somebody has to climb on with a box cutter and cut it off, and this happens at least one hour a shift. So it's a safety issue. Yes. Um, the bag ban is somewhat, it's, it's not, it's separate. But it will. It should assist. Um, but we really need to get the word out that no plastic film, plastic bags, hoses, things that would tangle yeah. are very mm. problematic in the recycling. And um, and so those would go into the trash. In, yes, they would they have would to be, be put it into trash. a bag, right. and then right. put it or in plas- the trash. you can bring back plastic bags to all the yeah. styrofoam's another one. The right. grocery stores and yeah, I mean, we're not we're not done with this because right. you know we we will need to continually clean clean up what the recycling stream looks like, right. and find better ways to recycle different types of material. Absolutely. So, so any last quick thoughts about the future hopes for? Uh, pay-as-you-throw or trash uh, waste reduction in Rockport. Just 
quick. We only have just a minute left. Well, I think we're you know we're waiting to see the rest of the year's numbers. We only have a few months, so it'll be interesting to see what a full year looks like. Yeah. Is that posted on the DPW site? The numbers, I don't know if the numbers no. were. Trash reductions? Maybe that's we I just got could. August and September yesterday, so it's it, it, it almost seems a little bit too soon to be posting it. Maybe six, I mean, it's really up to the DPW commissioners to do that. Um, but, you know, I, I think um, we want to tie in why it's environmentally important, right, for people to reduce what they throw away. Right. The town sends its trash to... Uh, municipal waste uh, combustor in Saugus um, and they pay for that and uh, you know we pay for it financially it's like $83 a ton to dispose of our of our waste but um, uh, we need to be reducing the amount that we're sending there as as everybody does in the state we're running out of a disposal capacity in the state not to mention the greenhouse gases that's generated by our consumption. Right. So thank you all for being on Cape Bay Report and talking about pay as you throw in Rockport. Our viewers, until next time on Cape Bay Report, take care.